0: Hope that song was okay, it was kind of on my mind uh, earlier and I thought I'm gonna try to play that one, I haven't played that in a while. But Brady said, I promise you, that was on my mind earlier. So I told her i come to her. I said, I said I read her thoughts when she's sleeping, she didn't realize so. but anyway. You wanna look in your Bibles to uh, Hebrews chapter 13, we're gonna look at verses nine through 16. This evening at Hebrews chapter 13 and uh, uh, Mr. Phil, if you have that slide there, sir, and I'll bring this up on social media so they can read along with me as well. Hebrews thirteen, nine through 16. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. The bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest is a sacrifice for sin or burn outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, uh, that is, the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, There we go. All right, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer for man. Uh, therefore, our Lord, again, we come for you and uh, Lord, just pray that uh, you'll fill the sanctuary through the sweet Holy Spirit and uh, Lord, let your word go out. Uh, Lord, let us um, glean from this this evening and uh, help us to uh, use this to further our spiritual growth, uh, help us to have understanding uh, of the passage, uh, maybe even see something that uh, we've missed before and uh, Lord, just uh, use we we'll hear be here uh, tonight uh, to glorify you. And Lord, we just thank you love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so along uh, this these 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 uh, verses here this evening, and uh, one of the first things we look at here in verse 9 is, do not be led away by diverse and strange teaching. So obviously uh, there were some uh, false... Uh, Prophets, uh, uh, false teachings uh, going out among the uh, the Jewish community uh, at this particular part time and point in time, and uh, obviously they knew uh, what uh, he was referring to when Ruth Ridgway, the writer here, uh, pointed this out uh, specifically uh, to to not be led away by these things. And you know, even uh, though that is pr- that was relevant to them, it's very much so relevant to us today. Uh, we have to, you know, there's a problem with the fact that uh, a lot of churches are not getting good sound doctrine, uh, good sound teaching, uh, hearing the true truth of the gospel. Uh, you know, we've been going through this um, verse by verse in the study of Hebrews. I've really enjoyed it. I, I've, I've gleaned a lot from it. I've learned a lot from these passages, and, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, nobody else got nothing out of it, I know that I have. And uh, But a lot of pastors out there, won't do a lot of uh, uh, exegetical uh, teachings uh, uh, on on different verses of the Bible or books of the Bible. Uh, they would rather do topical uh, type of, of preaching and teachings uh, because it makes people feel good. You know, they, they, you know, they, they, you know and, and so to go verse by verse, you risk the chance of offending somebody. And just like, you know, we're about to finish up with this here in Hebrews, and I uh, am asking, you know, What's uh, another book of the Bible that you would like to like to study next? Because, uh, like I said, I, I enjoy these these types of studies. Uh, so far, uh, the only two I've gotten is Revelation, and uh, somebody mentioned Titus. And so, um, and Ecclesiastes, I think, for somebody. I, I already done one on Ecclesiastes here a while back. But, um, so if you all have any ideas of uh, another book of the Bible that you would like to study, let me know. I, I kind of lean towards Revelation, but I don't know. It's... Uh, it's that was a pretty tough one, but uh, hey, I, don't, I'm not, I, I like the challenge, so I'm not, I'm not gonna shy away from it. But, uh, so we, we, you know, even Barnum Group uh, was um, doing some different studies as such, and when it comes to godly principles and godly truths, uh, it seems like only like 23 to 28% uh, or even in pursuit of the truth. Uh, in fact, um, I was reading uh, one illustration uh, I forgot, um, I might as well blank on the book it came out of, but anyway, the point is, uh, the individual was taught so as a pastor, was talking to a, a congregate, and uh, said that they were, uh, enjoyed Reformed theology, uh, they enjoyed um, the, uh, what was it, uh, it was Reformed theology, and I forgot what the other thing was, um, oh gosh, I might as well blank on me, but the point was, but he also, and only liked Reformed theology, but he also incorporated reincarnation in that. And the pastor was like, what? And he's like, you know, that's, that's unbiblical. Reincarnation is unbiblical. And he tried to explain to him about that. And the guy was just like, still what change his mind. You know, he, he just had this like the, uh, he, he had the same kind of outlook as well, you like vanilla and I like chocolate. There's no wrong or right, it's just what you like. Kind of, you know, and, and that's what's sad with a lot of um, individuals within the church uh, or, you know, because they, uh, they think, well, that might be what you want to believe, but that's not the truth. I want to believe. And, uh, you know, that's it, it, another problem we see among uh, 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 churches today is that we're seeing an influx of New Age philosophy and teaching uh, within churches. And that's a real problem. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of people are confusing that uh, with, with the gospel. And, you know, and so that's why it's imperative. Uh, For pastors to to truly speak the truth and not be afraid to offend those around them, and you know, like I said, there's no way you know, just like you know, like I was talking about this this whole Black Lives Matters thing and this whole uh, um, with the social justice warrior, and uh, you know, there's no appeasing these people. I mean, there's no amount of giving in that they're going to be satisfied. They're going to keep taking more and more and more. And just like those who are are in mainline Christianity. Uh, to continually give in to those in the world to compromise on God's word is not going to accomplish anything. You're not going to ever appease anybody to the point to where they're never offended. They're never going to be upset. You're always going to offend somebody. You're always going to upset somebody. I don't care what you do. As a Christian, there's never, you know, that's why we, you know, it's one of the areas that this is talking about here that we need to make sure that we're not Trying to set up a uh, paradise here on this earth, but uh, to make sure that we're looking at the, the true paradise in heaven. That's what we need to look forward to. And I uh, think that's a real problem uh, that uh, man has uh, in today's society is that we're trying to set up a, 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 a faux paradise, if you will, uh, in today's time. And not looking to the paradise to come. And that's why we have to make sure that we are grounded in God's truth and in God's gospel. This is the litmus test against all things. And we have to judge all things by this. You know, you, you've heard me say this before. And I've said a million times, I just, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Was, you shouldn't judge, I tell you what. I just, oh man, I hate that with a passion. I've seen that a lot here lately. You know, I guess with all this going on or the, or the social justice warrior thing. Well, you shouldn't judge. <laughs> If I could reach through that computer and probably just get a hold of somebody, it, would, uh, well, it wouldn't well, do, do me very well. To, uh, so I don't even comment. You know, there was, there was one, let's see, it was the other day. I did make a comment. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, they were talking about uh, Ruth Bader. And, of course, they, a lot of people are glorifying who she is. I put on there about, uh, and I, say, yeah, I said, yeah, uh, she's such a wonderful woman. Look at all the millions of babies that she helped abort and how she... Uh, attacked uh, uh, family, traditional family values and marriage, views on marriage. Well, you shouldn't judge all, you should have seen them coming. You know, you shouldn't judge And I, I didn't respond back to that in regards to judging. And then finally, I got tired of the, the lunacy and I just deleted it because it just, it just wasn't going nowhere. And I got tired of. The stupid, the amount of stupid that was coming across there. And uh, when you see some of the comments on there, you can kind of understand why there's people out there who vote for Biden. I mean, you see that kind of stupidity. You're thinking, well, there you go. <laughs> there's no way around it. But anyway, moving on. Uh, so don't be a little bit uh, diverse and strange teachings. All right, So we need to be aware of that. We need to be consistently in the spirit. We need to have that discernment. We need to pray about those things. Uh, because, you know, it's so easy for a lot of people uh, to be, Swayed by whatever new teaching is out there, or they think is, is new teaching. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they think there's some new dynamic uh, uh, view uh, that some pastor has. And if you notice, you'll have these certain people they'll follow and, and gather around this certain individual. So they get tired of what he's saying, they, they, they leech on to somebody else. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, you know, and, and so. Uh, that's why we have to be very careful when somebody comes out and says they have a new revelation or, or they're, uh, uh, they've been they're prophesying or some kind of stuff. You know, we need to be uh, very careful about those kind of things and be aware what's being put out there. And, I, and that's one thing I mentioned, uh, you know, Dad was, has been very discerning uh, in that area and exposed uh, a lot of these uh, erroneous teachings uh, through that has been come out you know, with regards to Rick Warren and some of these others. And uh, so that's what we have to do, you know, and, and it kind of goes back to, you know, study to show thyself approved, you know, we have, if we don't study, whether it's God's word, uh, uh, extra biblical teachings, you know, in regards to, you know, uh, commentaries or um, dealing with uh, uh, biographies and things of, of martyrs and, and godly uh, leaders and men, you know, just, you know what I'm talking about, just other extra studies, you know, like the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, to know the, uh, the history of the culture, you know, Everything that we can we can try to, to lean and, and glean from. And we need to try to be reading and studying. But that's a real problem with a lot of people. They, they don't want to read. It's so easy to want to watch a video. It kind of goes back to like when I was in college or, or in high school. You know, they say, here, read this book. And, uh, of course, what did all of us do? We ran down to the closest bookstore to find the cliff notes or the video. So we didn't have to read it. You know, that's that's mainly what I, when I was at ETSU. when they said that I was in uh, my uh, English classes, read this book. But I was lot it. And I was in line with a whole lot of other people trying to get those flip notes because we didn't want to read the stupid book, you know. And, uh, you know, and that's what's kind of, I feel like the Lord yeah, really has a sense of humor because I hate to study it so much, you know. Brandon, I tell you, I always hate to study. But it is, now uh, that's all I do is read and study. Brandon's like, just take a break, just take a break, you know. And I'm like, I know, but I, I try to, the whole time I'm trying to take a break and watch something do something. I'm sitting there just thinking i need to read i need to study i need to read i need to study you know it drives me crazy so but that's what you the only way you're going to have that discernment when you see something wrong is spending that time like you're supposed to now one thing it says in here in verse nine you don't have to be led away by diverse and strange teachings uh but uh, it also talks about uh, about food you know now i don't know about you all I like what Dad always says, is I can live off food, you know. So, you know, most of us, we have to have food to live. If not all of us, we have to have that kind of food to live. Most of us, uh, or some of us, uh, overindulge in the pleasures of eating. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, Randy brought me a big, huge bowl of, uh, of, of homemade brownie and uh, vanilla with uh, chocolate on top of it that had the hardened shell. Man, that was good last night, I ate that. That's, but I was up all night sick, but it was good for the moment anyway. So uh, uh, that acid reflux did not was not agreeable to what I ate, but it was good at the time. So, you know, uh, we look at food, you know, of course we have to do all things in moderation. But one thing this is talking about here though is, uh, uh, is all the dietary rules and regulations, uh, particularly those the Old Testament and the Jews have laid on uh, to, for them to eat on. And, you know, and it kind of you know, echoes back to a, a legalistic kind of attitude, you know, how man adds on to things uh, for you to do in order to be closer to God. And, you know, uh, those kind of legalistic ideas are things that um, have really driven a wedge between people and the church. They don't want they want to do with the church because of those kind of regulations. But, uh when we're looking at this specifically here uh, in the uh, in God's word in regards to food uh, there's a couple of things we can look at here uh, if you would want to let's look at a few verses here in regards to food uh, we can look at Genesis 129 uh, I do not have a slide for these that I'm showing uh, Phil but uh, so in case you're trying to look for those I didn't make one for these uh, Genesis 129 all right as regards to Green things, uh, Genesis 129, and God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You, you shall have them for food. Okay, so originally, uh, you know, man was able to eat all those those green things. And then we see here in uh, uh, Genesis uh, 9, 3 through 6, if you want to turn over there, in regards to meat, Genesis 9, 3 through 6. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your lifeblood, I require a reckoning from every beast. I require it, from and, uh, require it and from man, from his fellow man, I will require reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in His own image. Now let's see, and then we can also look at. I mean, uh, there's more that we can look at, but I'm gonna stop here. Uh, Mark 7:19. Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Mark 7. I don't have time to flip. I go to Luke, Mark, Matthew, Mark 7. Here just a second. Mark 7. What do I say here? 19, Mark 7, 19. Since it enters not to, since it enters not his heart but his stomach, and it is expelled, thus he declared all foods clean. All right. So we see that all foods are are uh, are okay to eat. And uh, of course, you can also look at Acts 10 and 11. And uh, uh, but you also see, you know, so in other words, they were, you know, uh, we had the freedom to eat these kind of foods, and uh, 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 we clearly got the new testament, and, uh, uh, but you see how food got some people in trouble, just like with Esau. We saw how he gave up his birthright for, for some stew, and uh, I know uh, when it comes to, to supper time, Brandy uh, dreads cooking for me because she never knows how I'm going to react to what she's making, which is something new. She said, we got a uh, Pyrenees dog, and Brandy has this mixture, she makes this dog. It has to have milk, it has to have egg, it has to have some dog food, a little cat food in it. That dog goes berserk. If you listen to my devotions in the morning, you'll hear that dog barking in the background. That's what it is. He's going crazy for that mixture. So now, Brandy has lumped me into the same category as that dog, and she said, oh, let me make your mixture for supper. So so apparently, me and Otis, that's his name, me and Otis get our mixture at breakfast and at supper. So, She's so kind. <laughs> so, huh? she it every day every day. Yeah, she switches it every day. Sometimes I get the egg and milk and he gets the breakfast. But uh, so. <laughs> she, She's so kind. Anyway, but, uh, uh, but you see we're uh, particularly in idol worship uh, in regards to foods. We see that. Uh, let's see. Let's also look over here uh, in uh, Colossians 2. 16 through 23, Colossians 2. Well, no, wait a minute. I don't want to read all. You you read that on your own time. I one. I want to look at is First Timothy 4, 1 through 5. But if you want to write that down, look at it later. It's Colossians 2, 16 through 23. But I want do want to read First um, uh, Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Just real quick. 1 Timothy 4, uh, 1 through 5. Uh, now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods, main emphasis there, abstinence from foods, that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe now and, believe and know the truth, for everything created by God is good and nothing it is to be rejected. It is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. So you know they're talking about uh, that they even later times they may say were certain foods you shouldn't eat. You know we see this uh, with the Gnostics. Uh, you see this with uh, uh, the with the Pythagoreans. Uh, we see this with you know they they thought that uh, you know that you should only eat uh, a vegetarian kind of thing, and that uh, they believed a reincarnation to the point that you would keep being reincarnated until uh, to, until uh, to to you prayed or meditated and that was that spirit was expelled and you have all these, these crazy weird ideas and, and even today you, you have some crazy you know dietary things that people do i mean you know you, uh you know it is if you want to be a vegetarian that's all on you Personally, i like to eat meat and uh, i guess that's why god put them animals on earth and, and i i enjoy eating and, uh, uh you know i always i never understood the whole uh the gluten thing i'm uh, you know, not putting anybody down if you're gluten Sensitive, but I just never understood how come there wasn't a gluten allergy up until like, 2010 or five or somewhere in there. All of everybody's allergic to gluten. But uh, you know, I'm not saying that's a religious thing, but I, I've never understood that. But uh, you know, but you know, there's some. If you can even look at certain uh, cults and religions and things where they have put dietary restrictions on things. Now, uh, one thing I thing I wanted to emphasize here. Let's look at Romans. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Romans 14, 1 through 12. Just real quick. Romans 14, 1 through 12. And, uh. Romans 14, in in regards to judging. (laughs) I was talking about a minute ago. It says, for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to. Quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything. All right, again, emphasis on the eating. While the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's, for, this, for to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother, or, do you, or why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account to himself, to God. So, in other words, you know, um, we need to be, uh, you know, we don't look down on anybody else because, uh, you know, they may want to eat a certain way. Uh, We have to be careful to to not cause them to be a stumbling block to somebody else uh, who may uh, be trying to, you know, eat in a certain sense. And uh, so, you know, there's different things, you know, and we're talking about, uh, and this Christian freedom and conscience. And some other verses you can look at, you know, if you uh, so desire, you can, if you want to write these down, you're welcome to. Uh, it's uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 8, uh, 18, is it 8? No it's 8, 8. Um, I keep not read my own writing. Uh, Titus 3, 5 through 7, uh, Philippians 1, 6, Colossians 2, 6 through 8, and Titus 3, 9. There are some others you can. Read along there, and if I went a little too fast, you can message me later, and I will uh, get those out to you. i uh, be happy to help out in any way. So now, uh, we read this again. Do not be led away by verse of strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods. You know, because some people, they, they had this uh, idea that if they ate a certain way or done these kind of things, they would be closer to God. You know, and that's another thing they're saying here, too, is, hey, is it going to make you any closer to God by eating or doing certain things a certain way? You know, it is of the heart. Uh, it, is, uh, it is what uh, uh, is going to help us to be closer to God. And I think, that's, you know, again, going back to that legalistic kind of thinking, uh, people think that they do things that do X, Y, and Z uh, that, uh, that's going to make them closer to God. But all things that's going to make us closer is having that right relationship with Him. Accepting Jesus Christ as our first Lord and Savior. And that's the only way that you're going to, have to be closer to God. You can sit there and have your hair cut short. Women can wear dresses. Men can wear three-piece suits. and and you know that, That's not going to make you closer to God. It is to have that right relationship with Him. Striving to have that mind of Christ. Striving uh, to be close to the Lord. Spending that time of the Word. Spending that time of prayer. That is what's going to, to help you be closer to God. Not how you eat. Not how you you. Uh, uh, whether you eat vegetables or whether you eat meat or if you're all atkins or all vegetarian that won't make you any closer to god one way or the other and that's, that's kind of the the point he's trying to make here uh in this uh in these verse uh not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat you know as another thing too you know we talk about uh, you know, those who um, like esau uh, in regards to food, the Israelites. They eat some unclean foods. Uh, you know, uh look at the Israelites, you know, trying are talking about food. You know, here God was giving them manna. They complained. You know, they first they liked it, was all excited. They were starving. They wanted to go back to Egypt because they felt like they were they were eating better. And uh and you know, so they had manna, they got tired of that, God sent them quail. they got tired of that. I mean, you know, so you see how food has been a detriment, uh, you know, even in biblical times. And you can see how it's been a, um, a real stumbling block for some, for some of us today. You know, it is, uh, uh, you know, it is so easy uh, to not eat right and to go through a drive through But at least one thing is we're not being blasphemous when we go to McDonald's. At least I don't think we are. So that's, that's the good part of that. <laughs> so, which, by the way, I might want some McDonald's after church. No, it's not, yeah. <laughs> I want those healthy nuggets. <laughs> That, that breading is, is. Anyway, I'm getting hungry. We <laughs> ain't crackers. <laughs> it's not eating foods offered to idols, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, have, we have an altar for which those things who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood brought into the holy places by the high priest has sacrificed for sin are burned outside the camp. So remember. Um, you know, there were certain instances where they could, uh, maybe the priests could eat some of the meat or something that was offered up for sacrifice. But one thing is for sure, the uh, uh, those bulls and those animals that were sacrificed for sin, they were taken outside the camp and burned. All right, and it was uh, uh, they were not to eat that. They were not to, that was considered defiled and bad, and you do not eat that. Now, uh, obviously, when Jesus Christ came. Uh, you know, no longer with sacrifice of bulls and, and lambs, and, and uh, that was no longer necessary because he atoned for our sins, and that was uh, that was uh, no longer needed. Now, when you look at how the comparison uh, of a couple of things here, we see that this was taken outside the camp, uh, outside uh, because of um, uh, it was defiled. It was offered up for sin sacrifice. Obviously, that could be. Obviously, uh, Jesus' body would not be physically eaten. And uh, he was taken outside of the city, outside of the camp, uh, to take on the burden of our sins uh, in this. uh, If you look at that comparison in that instance as well. And uh, so we look at that. And and so we see here, so Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. We see that verse 12 there. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. Now, uh, there was a uh, there was some reading I did by uh, John Piper. He one thing that he was pointing out, particularly in these verses here, through twelve through sixteen, is the ver- the difference between need and comfort. And I thought that was very interesting. Uh, the comparison he was making there, uh, and the radical call that Christ uh, has has made to us as Christians. And there, and there is that difference between need and comfort. And the fact is that so many Christians uh, have grown so comfortable in the world versus the need they have for Jesus Christ. Now, I'm paraphrasing big time here, uh, so I'm, I'm not quoting word for word, and nor would I. You know, uh, you know I don't want to regurgitate someone else's work, uh, but that's why I make reference uh, to uh, where the study came from, because I don't want to plagiarize either. Uh, but what one, one point he was trying to make there is that uh, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to get out there and quit worrying too much about our comfort as it is that we need to uh, uh, be willing to suffer, be willing to be persecuted uh, for the things of Jesus Christ. And, you know, so many Christians want to remain silent. They don't want to make waves. They don't want to... Uh, cause any problems. And we see that. You see that on Facebook all the time. I mean, you it, you know, everybody on there wants to just be loving and kind, which is fine. You know, God is loving. God is kind. We need to show a Christian kind of attitude. But there comes a point where we need to start standing up for those things that are right, for those things that are holy, for those things that are uh, honorable to God. And you know, that's the problem with our society right now. Too many are remaining silent. Now, I think that was really awesome yesterday uh, for that prayer march that Franklin Graham put on. They said there's anywhere between 75,000 to 100,000 people that come out to that prayer march. That was uh, absolutely incredible uh, to see that. And so, you know, it is hard for me to believe when I hear those kind of numbers, and they say that Biden's ahead, I kind of, I don't really get that. But, uh, but the thing of it is, though, uh, we, to see those kind of numbers of people coming out to glorify the Lord, I thought was incredible. It was awesome. And uh, I hate, I couldn't, I didn't hear uh, any of the what, uh, the prayers or uh, the, the speaking uh, that Franklin Graham gave and some other pastors. I, I read something on Facebook, uh, some of the, the things that the other pastors have done was good. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, to get out of our comfort zone, uh, we need to make sure that we're looking, that, that the need is greater than the comfort. And that, uh, uh, you know, particularly those who are even retired, All right? You know, I think some people think that when they are retired, that that's pretty much the end of life. But you still have a lot of life to give. You go to a lot. I mean, you could, if you really prayed about it, who knows where the Lord could send you in mission work? You know, we have some neighbors down the road. They're with Good Samaritan. Man, they're all the time going to all these different places to help rebuild and do this thing. In fact, they were in Washington, D.C. yesterday I saw on Facebook. And they're constantly, now that they're retirement, they're constantly doing things. And I think a lot of people, they think once they're retired, then that's it. You know, the, life's over. No, man, the Lord can still use you in a mighty way. And even if you're not retired, we need to speed praying. Lord, how can I get out of that, that comfort zone? How can I uh, look for that that need? Uh, that. Um, uh, that can only come from you. How can I serve you more? And that's one thing that we need to be looking at uh, each and every day is spending that time in prayer. God, you know what? What is that? You know how can I get outside the camp, if you will? How can I, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, be willing? You know, are you willing? I guess I should say uh, to be persecuted. Are you willing to to go that extra mile? Man, who knows? Maybe the Lord, to call you to go to. Some, you know, the Sudan. Could you imagine being called the Sudan? And here you know you're going to be persecuted if you went somewhere like that. And are you are willing to give that much to God that you'd be willing to say, you know what, if I do this, man, my, my life is is uh, maybe kaput. But hey, if that's what the Lord's calling you to do, then that's what you need to do. You know what I mean? I mean, we need to really make sure that we're on fire for the Lord and be willing, willing to, to give our all to Him. I mean, you look at a, certain, a couple of certain instances, uh, let's look at uh, well, how uh, people were used by God in, in a major way. Look at, look at Moses, for example. Right here in Hebrews. Look at Hebrews eleven twenty five 25 uh, through 26 here. Choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. All right? He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the re- uh, looking to the reward. So instead of, you know, he could have been very comfortable, all right, looking at these things, uh, you know, he, he could have had the, the comforts of and the riches of Egypt, but instead, what do we see here? He chose to be mistreated by the people of God. All they did was complain and moan and groan and, and you know, give him a hard time, but he chose that because he was looking at something far greater than what the earth, uh, what, what uh, uh, the city of Egypt could provide for him, all right? And so, you know, again, that comes back to us. What are we willing uh, to endure for the sake of Jesus Christ? Look at Jesus himself in Hebrews 12, 2. Uh, Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame that is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So he left the glories of heaven to take on the sins of the world. He didn't have to do that. He could have chosen the comfort, but he chose to to serve and to do those things for our sake to save us from a very real hell. And then we look here in, in uh, what we just read in our study within last uh, uh, last week. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, keep your life free from love and money and be content with what you have for you. He has said, I will never leave you nor seek you so he can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So let's not grow comfortable with the things that are in this world. You know, let's make sure that we're standing up for Jesus Christ. That we're looking beyond comfort, that we're looking towards the things of God. And that, you know, and if, you know, Because depending on, well, it don't even depend on how the election goes, really. I mean, it's just we see how this world is spiraling out of control. And I told you before how much Christians are hated. And we're going to be persecuted more and more so for who we are, what we stand for, what we believe. Like I said, you you go no further than a a post from JHL, or CYB, or ABC, or whatever on, on social media. And you can see the vile hatred for Jesus, for God, for Christians, there's some some of the most blasphemous things I feel write down there. I'd be scared to death to even think, much less type out. You know, and so we're I think we're going to see some major major persecution in our lifetime, because so we need to be very careful about that. All right. Now, uh, you know, again, we are about uh, the false teaching. Uh, we need to be be very careful not to be carried away by that, uh, that uh, the false teaching, make sure that we're imitating, like we talked about last week, imitating uh, those men of faith uh, that have come before us, that we're imitating Christ Jesus, we're imitating those who have endured far more than we can ever possibly imagine. Make sure that we're being imitators of those individuals. You know, you, you've got so many people out there want to imitate uh, sorry actors and actresses and, and um, uh, sports figures, things like that, but we need to be imitators uh, of those who have endured so much for Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about uh, studying. Read some good biographies, man. Get get you some books and get you some, uh, and look up some good biographies on some mighty men of God and mighty women of God. You know, it's not just men, but been a lot of great women have done things too. And I say that for the ladies that are here, so they don't think that I am a misogynistic pig. So that they, <laughs> they know that, uh, uh, did you read Romans 14, 1 through 3? Did uh, I? Were, yeah, I did. I wrote, yeah. would you pay attention, old man? I read Romans 14, 1 through 12. I went beyond three. So uh, see, mom has to wake him up give him his, his soup. And he probably dozed off And I read Romans 14. So poor guy, I tell you what. She didn't give him his pea soup, change him, put him back to bed. <laughs> so He'll kill me later But as long as I get As long as I'm not within arm's reach of him I'm good (laughs) Did I read it Pay attention (laughs) I realize that I have a voice That can help you sleep But nonetheless Try to pay attention (laughs) right. So Okay let's get back here Um and going on here uh, we sit here that see endure for we have no lasting city but we seek the city that is to come through him verse 15 that led to, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to god that is the fruit of the lips that, that acknowledge his name do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing uh, to god so uh, again uh, we see here that uh, uh, we need to, through god's grace we have. Uh, Jesus Christ at the heart of sound doctrine. All right? uh, that we're not uh, 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 compromising on God's word. We're, we're listening to good, honest, sound doctrine. So many people uh, do not um, uh, treat, preach the whole word of God, do not preach heaven, do not preach hell. Uh, just want to, to do, the, do the warm and fuzzies. The Christian faith centers on Jesus Christ's death on the cross. You know, again, you know, as I said before, the cross is offensive. And it took Jesus Christ to die on that cross for our sins in order for us to gain uh, 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 eternity in heaven. And, I, you know, it's so sad that there's so many people out there that do not preach the cross, do not preach what Jesus Christ had to endure, the scourging, the death, the burial, the resurrection, to preach heaven, to preach hell, the realities of both. And so many people do not, so many pastors and Christians do not talk about that. You know, it's so sad that I could be up here talking and preaching and explaining that the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. And I could probably maybe walk up to a random person and say, do you understand what it takes to get to heaven? Yeah, if I'm good enough, I'll get there. You know, I'm just like, what? You know, you sit here and you listen So, when I'm preaching, when dad's preaching, and still there's people who walk out thinking, well, if I'm good, I to get to heaven. You have to pray and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's the only way you're getting into heaven. You're not going to be good enough. That's why I was really proud of my daughter. She said that she was in some uh, chat room, and uh, as a Christian chat room, I guess from the high school or whatever and uh, she said she was telling me that said um, she she couldn't believe the amount of individuals in that chat room kind of going back to what dad's talking about this morning uh was that thought they could lose their salvation these teenagers thought they could lose their salvation and Madison said she got her and said no you can't and I was so proud of her you know she said uh apparently she's she listened to her daddy and her grandpappy there she said, when you think God's got a big we will take your name out of the last bit of life? He said, that ain't how it works. I was like, wow, but she actually listened. I was shocked. She said, Jesus ain't gonna give up on you when you mess up. And uh, so I'm so glad she took after our side of the family. Um, and it, uh, <laughs> oh, gotta get a dig in when you can. All right, so but, uh, uh, let's see here. Let's look at, uh, uh, when you get a chance, uh, look at John uh, 6, 48 through 58, if you get a chance, that might be some good, it's a good homework assignment for you all to take a look at there. Uh, but again, you know, Jesus Christ demands exclusive allegiance, all right? And it, we have to be completely, totally, and utterly focused on Him. Nothing else the world. We have to be com- have complete Total dependence upon Him. Uh, in fact, that might be something I might be preaching on this Sunday morning. is talking about surrendering all to Jesus Christ. Being completely dependent upon God. Uh, giving our all to Him. And that's why we have to have that complete allegiance. Giving our all to Jesus Christ. No matter the risk. No matter the responsibility. No matter what happens. Giving our all to Jesus. And, you know, that may come with some pretty high stakes. But we have to, you know, just as Jesus Christ had to suffer. We may have to suffer as well for Christ's sake. And, you know, and if that's what it takes, then that's what we need to do. And are you willing to do that? You know, are you got so comfortable and so apathetic and so complacent? You know, that's the problem with so many Christians. I think that's why we're not seeing a large uh, attendance in churches now because they got so comfortable sitting at home, so comfortable watching online. Oh, man, the thoughts of putting on clothes have to go out. You know, they don't want to do it, you know. Uh, they got so used to wearing their leggings, and I'm hoping that's just the women, <laughs> <All right? laughs> that they, they, they don't want to actually put on pants, you know? And uh, so it got to get beyond that. You know, it was, uh, uh, some of y'all may be familiar with uh, these individuals here. Uh, it's in 1956, uh, Jim Elliott, uh, Pete Fleming, uh, Roger um, U- Uteran, how do I pronounce his last name. Anyway, um, and Nate. Uh, um, uh, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nate Saint. And uh, can I pronounce his last name. Walter, Uteran? U- Uteran? Anyway, they uh, went to Ecuador and they were uh, they were trying to minister uh, to the uh, 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 the Indians there, and they were they were murdered. They were killed. And uh, they were still, uh, the name of, I think the name of the song was uh, uh, We Rest On Thee. They, they're, they're, if you ever get a chance, uh, I was listening to it earlier, really awesome uh, lyrics to that, but they would sing that all the time. And uh, that was one of the last things that they sang before uh, going into that dangerous situation in order to spread the gospel for Jesus Christ. And despite whatever dangers that we may have to face uh, and endure uh, we need to you know if God is forced who to be against us you know we look at God's word you know wherever the God wherever God leads us, we need to stand and have that cur- that courage, that boldness you know uh, to stand for what is right in God's eyes. And um, you need to ask yourself, uh, am I looking am I looking towards, Heaven? Am I looking towards Jesus Christ, or am I trying to make my own little paradise here on earth? Am I trying to, uh, you know, food is, was one example. Am I trying to uh, to do certain rituals that I think will make me closer to God, or am I actually working on my relationship with Jesus Christ? Am, am I willing to die for Jesus? Am I willing to suffer for Jesus? Am I willing to do these things for the name of Christ? You know. You know, it, it's hard to imagine what so many people in the world have had to endure and are enduring right now for Jesus Christ. And um, it amazes me, just uh, like the, uh, the young lady, uh, my eyes blank, uh, she was uh, captured in uh, was it Iraq or Iran uh, and she, they brutally was beating her and doing horrible things to her and she would still go to the other prisoners and tell them to be encouraged with the things of Jesus. You know, you read uh, incredible stories like that who endure so much and still would not give up. And I and I hope and pray that I and you would be able to endure whatever it is and still cling to the faith of Christ. And uh, the only way you can do that is is this study in the Word. You have to be disciplined. You know, I just just like you know, we we talked about exercise and talking about. Uh, enduring, endurance. Talking about the races to be ran. We read those things in Hebrews. The only way that you're going to be able to survive that race to that endurance is you have to practice. You have to work at it every day. You can't just wake up one morning and uh, say, you know, uh, I don't want to run a marathon. You're not going to do it. It takes work and it takes time. With Jesus Christ, and, his, and you have to have that right, right relationship with Him, you better have been preparing the reading and studying so when these things come, when these things happen, when you're under attack, when you're under trials or even persecution, that you can withstand that. And the only way you can do that is being prepared or being ready for that battle at hand. Okay? Well, if you will stand, we will close in a word of prayer. Appreciate all you guys and guests for coming out this evening and uh, we'll continue on with Hebrews, Lord willing. Online on Wednesday. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, help us to be strong. Help us to be true. Help us to be imitators of Christ. Uh, Lord, help us to be willing to be put in, in uh, whether it requires, be put in dangerous situation. whatever it is, that we're doing it all for the glory of you. Serving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, Lord, let us uh, uh, work on our relationship with you daily, and to serve you well, and not be wrapped up in the things of the world, be focused on the things of Christ. The Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening or here that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer: Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Hope you all have a good night, a good week.